Derek Mona. It's Dario, and this is Cross Culture. Do you know how we like to start? Hey. It's what? Cross culture. It's what? Cross culture. It's what? Cross culture. Hey. Cross culture. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How you guys doing today? This is Damia. And I'm America Mona. And this is Cross, Cross culture. culture. All right, you guys. How you feeling today, Erica? I'm feeling well. At this moment, I'm feeling well. Maybe because we're doing a podcast, but um, I feel like life has been lifing a little bit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I'm feeling life a little bit. Yes, G. You know, like. Adulthood is The pressure. Well, how did TikTok say the pressure is getting wassa? The pressure is getting wassa. Like, what? Like, what? Wassa. God damn. No, nah, the pressure is feeling me. What about you? How are you feeling? You thought I was feeling you? <laughs> That nigga, that nigga, nigga, that, that nigga, nigga munch. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that be cracking me up, G. Hell no, that nigga, yeah. That's how I be feeling in my head. I ain't gonna stop. We're starting words. I'd be like, hey, how do I say it now? You know, like, cause it'd be like, it's stress. Like, wow. <laughs> but that's how it is when I speak, girl, by the For real, I feel the same way. So it's likewise. I can see you. Likewise. It'd be like, move it, move it. Oh, God. <laughs> Like it's not coming out. It's not coming out fully, as you because in your head you know like it doesn't sound like this. Gina, I be snapping in my head. That's the funny thing. When I speak your body, my head, my your body, chef's kids. I was in the shower the other day, like a Nigerian movie. I was upset about some shit from work, and then I was just thinking. I, I was like, hmm, one shammy. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> listen, y'all. Let me, let me please for the others. In case you are, you don't speak Yoruba, you're not Yoruba, you're not Nigerian, whatever. She's basically saying, you know, y'all need to go to YouTube, okay? Watch those old Nigerian movies. We'll be so sentimental. It'd be like, so what she just said is like, ah, they have offended me. Yes. Mm. I couldn't even. They did me bogus. Because at first I said like, damn, um, I'm offended. Yeah. But it was too light when I said it like that. <laughs> right. No, because our language is heavy. G. It it's has heavy. meaning. G. So that's how I was just lamenting in the shower. <laughs> the water was hitting me. I was like, hmm. Ah, lamentations. What <laughs> me? I said it just like that, oh G. So I was like, hmm. That, is, so that made me feel like I'll get them back. Um, but when Whoa, they, like. Mm, okay, I feel it. One of you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That should eh? be deep. <laughs> we say that again. Come on, relax. No, 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 no. Because I didn't get to... <laughs> You don't be knowing when people be, be insulting somebody. When they be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, be one, two. Oh, she lie, lie, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Don't that be deep? Lie, lie, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Damn, I can't. Ma- yeah, okay, I get it. Trying to speak a language and doesn't come out. Yeah, don't be coming out smooth. In your head, you like you know what you're trying to say. Yeah, and when you play it, it you it's know. like a baby. <laughs> That's how toddlers be feeling. Like you, it's so cute when kids be trying to speak mm. language. Like they be trying to speak English, <laughs> and it's like they saying what they saying, but the syntax be off. They be like, you like what? They be like, 
that's too much too. That's much too. Yeah. Like, oh, that's too much. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like three in Yoruba. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it, dude. Um, but anyway, today, guys, we have a topic. Because you know, we'd be like, how do you like to start? We like to start with the topic of the day. Oh. <laughs> oh, I thought I was giving you the remix. No. Oh. I'm saying we usually used to be like, how do we like to start? And you say, and like this time is different. We got to probably could figure out what, with okay. The, with the okay. topic of the day is. All right. We like to start with. Not the whisper. Okay, so this one is the topic of the day. How did you see the day? It will come. The topic. I love Juicy Bogus is here for the morning like that. Wait, who are you talking about? When Juicy be like, who's Juicy? Juicy, the small one. You know this? Wow, that's very improper to say. Couldn't think of the proper <laughs> time, and I knew I couldn't the say little, the M word. The accept the little person. Exactly, I couldn't no. think of that. I said the small one. I'm sorry. Yeah. I knew I couldn't say the M word. Never know the type of fans we have out there or listeners we have out there. You we know say. my heart, <laughs> mm, as every white person say. Anyway, back to you calling me a Karen. <laughs> a Karen in the sense of not whiteness, but. <laughs> Please, Dabi, you know that family is sleeping. Okay. Okay, please, don't let us do too much. I was wondering, because I know they're thinking, why are they using a quiet storm voice? I know, right? Like, why is it sounding hella intimate? Why are they talking like this? Listen, we got a baby sleeping, we don't want him to wake up. Um. Okay, yeah, so we have a topic of the day. As silly as we were, this topic is kind of deep. Yes, yes. Why don't you introduce it? Okay, guys, so... Me and my shower, man, we be having some deep conversations. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking how, you know, where I am, even though it may not be exactly how I pictured it, it's kind of where I was always going to end up. Mm. Okay, explain. So, like, when I was a kid, I used to envision myself being, like, a child sensation on, like, David Letterman. Having interviews, interviewing people. You know, for the longest, I wanted to be an MTV VJ. For those of you that Mm. don't know what that is, it's like, well, Lala was AJ free. I wanted to be a VJ. Mm -hmm. Because I just always saw myself. What does V stand for? Video jockey. Oh, okay. So I used to want to be like, you know, interacting with the stars, interviewing them. Shout out to the next song. You know, like having that thing. So it's like. To be in today's age with a podcast, I don't think that's super far off of, like, what I've always wanted to do. It's not far at all. Yeah, so it's just kind of like to think how certain things, even me being a teacher, I've always been good with kids. Mm. And even when I was a kid, I was always the the kid that was, like, grading papers with the teacher. I was, like, the teacher's helper Really? Yeah, I even remember doing, like, a mentor program where I was in second grade. I would go help in the kindergarten class. No way. So I was always doing stuff like that. So it's like, oh, I did end up being a teacher, huh? That's so awesome. So I just be thinking, like, wow, like, as as much as life just seemed like, ooh, everywhere, mm-hmm. so much of us is where we're supposed to be. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it's natural. Like, you're not in the wrong direction. At all. At all. So then it makes me think, so, like, Erica, go back to a younger you. 
What okay. was your dream career? Like your original dream career? I don't know. For some reason, it was just always pediatrician. Really? Yes. It was. It was till I got to college. I was like, no, bitch. Wow. It's not pediatrician. But you know what? I always had different vi- visions of. I used to want to be a model, like, and not like America skinny model. No, mm-hmm. because I was young, so I never in in Nigeria I didn't have that notion of you have to be a skinny model. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm At least at that time, like, oh, I didn't. You know, now they're something plus size, right. but I didn't. For me, I just saw myself as like a model. Uh-huh. You know, walking down a runway. There's this popular magazine called Ovation Magazine. Yeah, I know. Right. Mm-hmm. So there was this girl that was um, in a magazine, and she did like a runway. She walked out. She, I'm just like. I want to be, I like that, you know. Mm. I also, what else did I also envision myself doing besides something like in the stage per se? Okay. But I never allowed myself to think far, you know, with mm. the, like actual think it's something that would happen um, because it's like, you know, in as much as Nollywood is the third or second, third, or which one, second or third yeah. largest movie industry in third. the world. Um the the average Nigerian also don't take acting seriously. Oh yeah, it was you didn't say what you know much, exactly. It was very much a career of the heart. So I didn't like think like oh, this is something I would actually mm. really do. But I also always like model. I always want to do a pageant. Like I want to do one type of pageant. I have two. Oh my god. Like gosh. just I don't like I be seeing all, not you know they actually have like some like Miss Locks pageant. I'm like I'll be thinking like oh two I should gosh. just do it. Even if I don't win, I've always wanted to do one for all this Nigerian can they miss. I always think about like damn should I enter? You should. I've always wanted to do one one um but anyway um oh but just to ask him a question pediatrician mainly because i mean as nigerians we definitely have like doctors but i also do really love kids you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and i love health too mm-hmm. not necessarily the medical aspect of like oh you know come take your shots or like blood and all that as- other part but just of like caring of one's well-being yeah you know what i'm saying your body and all of that and just children um when I got college, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this fix- okay. physics and chemistry stuff. That like, it was a lot. Like, I knew if I let, I knew that if I really put in the full time, I would pass those classes. But I didn't have to. I wasn't passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And at college is when I realized that I don't want to do anything that I'm not passionate about. Mm-hmm. Like, I may do it, but, uh, but anyway. Yeah, that college was question. weird. I be feeling like, did I even know I was in school? I don't know. It was. Weird. I would like to do college over again, quite frankly, if <laughs> I could. I mean, it's not something I'm like, uh, but I'm out of all my educations, if would it be primary, high school, or co- college would be the one I'm like, I would like to like do all over. I'll go to a different school. I feel like my mindset will be different. I was going through some stuff with my family too then, so it kind of affected my entrances to college. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I would have liked to experience that different. I didn't have the like typical freshman, sophomore, like, first to college, you go into a dorm, you meet new people, and you don't know anybody, and da-da-da, you find yourself. I didn't have that, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'd like to like um, experience that. The only reason, because I think about that a lot too, because you know I was I was bound, I was trying to go Spelman, like that was mm-hmm. my thing. Easy to spell Spelman or U of I. Um, mm. Those are my top two choices, and I got into both. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, if not for the fact that my daddy died my junior year, I probably would have went to Spelman. Yeah, but I the only reason I'm never like, ugh, I wish I could just delete going to UIC because I don't super hate it but I feel like UIC is when I really became like my own artist mm. like, what does that mean that was when 
even like you know, I was just going through all my poems not so long ago. Don't you remember when I had that phase, baby? When I was the poet child, like, mm-hmm. and my poems were so good. I was looking at them the other day, like, damn, bitch, you was writing, and um, just from Mojo's pen, it was just like a certain feel of Chicago in that time, of activism, of art, of creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, had I went to one of those schools, I might have not been you know, gotten into ASC or any sort of African student, anything Mm -hmm. really. Probably going to Spelman, that wasn't my my club of choice. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, And honestly, that was like the rise. What would have been your club of choice? You know, I was trying to pledge. (laughs) Dear, why you laughing? I'm sorry. (laughs) And why you laughing at my dreams? Damn. I'm actually just shocked that you said on the podcast. That's how I'm like laughing. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I, I quite frankly was not expecting. I thought you were gonna say drama. I was, no, I was like trying Oh, uh, some activity something else. I was I was what, actually was not expecting. But that's that. what I'm saying. You see as the like, club. My life. So are you are you saying that's the club? No, not a club, but that was my group of You're like, Okay, we back. Um, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, okay. I just think that that was my original. You know, in in UIC, that's when I learned how to be like Your own a artist. thespian, okay. like a real thespian. You know, I came into my own in a lot, and I think that being in the city and just certain aspects of the culture of UIC allowed me to get into that. That's good. Yeah, like if I didn't do zombie, zombie was a big pivotal part of my life. So mm-hmm. I think that. Only that could have happened at USC. There at that time during yeah, absolutely. Mm. That's the only reason. Like as much as you know, certain things we you know we look back and we're like, damn, I wish didn't happen this way or this whatever. But we also need to think about like the after effect of certain things. Exactly. You know what I'm saying like the cycle of like this other thing wouldn't happen if that didn't happen. You know. Mm. Mm. So I have a question. So now that like. You're a full-time entrepreneur, you're a loctician, like you're a mom, all these things. So what is a connection that you feel um, from something that you did have in the past that's like really brought you here? Hmm. I think that I never saw myself as a loctician. I did also like here as a young child, but it's just like, also, we just, it was just one of those things like, who's going to be doing here? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be here. You know what I'm saying? Um... But it all does make sense, quite frankly, because the sense of freedom that I have as a loctician, mm-hmm. I always had that as a child. And I always knew that I wanted that as a child. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, when I did a nine to five, it was like... Mm-mm. What freedom? Elaborate on that. The freedom freedom the of... I think just more of me being in control. Okay. Of my career, you know what I'm saying? Or just not the micromanagement per se. Because mm-hmm. you know what, nine to five is like, you know, you have the emails from the bosses, or oh, you need to do this, you need to do this. You know, like all oh, someone, you know that. For sure, in our younger years, you know, whereas I had like a million people watching me at the same mm-hmm. time, I think you were able to have like, this is your task list for the day, but mm-hmm. you get to address, attack it in the way that you want it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like I just, mm-mm. you know, so, and that's entre- entrepreneurship, it makes sense in that way too. Because, mm-hmm. you know, as I said, I did like media, whether it's model or whatever, like it's just different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, 
be I always knew I wanted to be a mom. It's just like, you know, I didn't know how or when it would happen. Mm. Um I'm trying to think what is the connection? I you know, I think the connection is the heart, quite frankly. In the heart in the sense that like this is me. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because we go through different motions of trying to find out who we truly are. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, what do I stand for? What feels right for me? You know, my intimate self, you know? And we have moments we get it, so the moments that we lose it. You know, we're distracted with other things. But we also do have this foundation of, like, when it happens, you know, like, this is it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not making sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a certain... A moment of, like, you know... The moment when you know that this is me, it means, like, that was what you were truly meant to be. And Mm -hmm. that you've probably felt that as a young child, but as an adult, you need to develop it, nurture it, and so that it could fit as an adult. Yes. If that makes sense. So, as a child, I knew that I wanted... I guess maybe independence. Maybe that's another word for the freedom okay. I'm talking about mm-hmm. with my career. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because even as an actor, I mean, yes, actors, you know, directors telling you what to do, whatever. But you also do have that freedom of like, you know what? I want to act this scene out this way. Yeah. Because it may come out even better. Mm-hmm. So in that way, does that make sense? No, yeah. I that's the that. analogy I could kind of use. I feel that. Which kind of makes sense the way I like to act. I want to act, too. Yeah. Whatever. Ugh. You answered a question, because I feel like I'm, like, all over the place. But No, I get it. I think that, like, um, I just literally feel like I'm the same person to my core. Uh-huh. Like, what, like, yeah. Because that's, yes. like, at my core self, right? When mm-hmm. I think of my core self, you know, that's when psychologists use inner child and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Of, like... When I had no responsibilities, what were the things I chose to do with my time? Oh, goodness. You know what I mean? And it's like, I remember choosing to read. I was such a big reader. Choosing. There were days in my life where I just felt like, I remember feeling like this is a great productive day. Getting my art set out, doing my little beating, watching my PBS kids. It's so crazy. We have a lot in common, girl. I knew that, though. Like, Like that's all I did (laughs) No, seriously. I was thinking about it the other day. Like, oh, me and Eric are like quintessential good girls. Oh, bitch, yes. We'll get to that later in the episode. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, just just the 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 but the thing that I that I attach to is the idea of like directing, creating, you know, doing my own, Mm -hmm. you know, and and orchestrating. Mm -hmm. You know, so I feel like that's something even as a teacher. Essentially, mm-hmm. I have all my, I, like, run the classroom. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm, like, especially with me being the youngest and the only girl, I think there's so much of me that's always wanted to be in charge mm-hmm. and, like, call the shots and create right. it. Because you were the last born. Yeah. You the last born. So, it's, like, and it's, like, I'm the super last born, too. I'm, like, the oopsie baby. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, yeah, I think that there's so, so much of um, the adult I am today that, like, runs off of that like ooh, if i had the chance to make the to, to control it i would control it well mm-hmm. and i think i move in that like whenever i have the chance to be the leader i lead in the best way possible absolutely so it's like that i think that's always been in me like to want to be the leader yeah i feel that you know what absolutely because you know seeing all that you just said it actually made me think about myself too um, you know, Nigeria um, is coming to have, like, a housemate. So we call them house help. Mm-hmm. You know, like a living nanny, living yeah. housekeeper, whatever. Um, and I remember I used to, me and, I used to, like, make me a housemate, like, make do performances for my auntie and that her friends. So Whether it's choreography or we'll do some, 
I can remember one specific night that we Tyra on our wrists, you know, and we did, you know, I told, you know, me and her did a movement, and that I'm just so like, cute. wow, motherfuckers have been performing at a young age. But, like, you know, I, you know, we talked about in the past how sometimes our culture doesn't really... Stifles it. Yeah, so I'm like, damn, this was a passion of mine at a very young age, performing, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I just wish, like, it was nurtured at a very, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but I guess things are meant to be. I want to revisit that where we were quintessentially the good girls. Okay. Um, how do you feel that has impacted what your life is today? Hmm. It's given me respect. Okay. I would say that. Yeah. Now, of course, not everyone finna respect you. I'm sure there's some bitches out there that don't respect me. Whatever. But in a general sense, it is, you do receive a respect to be known like, that's a good girl. Yes. And I like that. I'm I'm not against that. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it kind of holds you back because that good girl has different notions and meanings for everyone. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Good girl like could be like she ain't a hoe because right. she's a good girl. Good girl could be like she she's obedient. Mm-hmm. Like you tell her what to do, she listens. You know what I'm saying? Good guy may be like, oh, she's not out there. She's quiet. And it could be all those things too. Yeah. You know, but in a way, it, it you know, it, it does make you feel like, okay, the people have this perception of me, so I need to stay within this box. I can't make any mistake that one can perceive as not a good girl, mm. i.e. have a baby out of wedlock. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, things like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or just, you know, being, speaking your mind, you know, being open, being vocal, you yeah. know? Um, do I like being a girl, good girl? Yes, because tr- truthfully, I am a good girl, to mm. be honest, you know, but again, it depends on your definition, but um, based on my definition, I am a motherfucking good girl, mm. shit. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's something that even comes natural. Cause you know, you, there are some people like they may be raised to be a, a good girl, but their personality is like, no, I'm yeah. I'm a rebel. Like you yeah. ain't gonna make me a good girl. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, for me, yes. You know, me and my younger sister, we're good girls. You know, like people will say, oh, you guys are good girls. Yeah, you hear your parents say all the time, you're good girls. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. What about you? I think that. I was. I think nobody believed I was as good as I was. So mm. I feel like I spent a lot of time trying to really be good. Interesting. Explain that. So you, because I'm, because one thing about me, which is very consistent, I'm vocal. Mm-hmm. I'll say, and it's like it's it's almost ironic because it's like I've always been the type to say how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where it may even seem confrontational to some. Um, and I've been that way with my family and everything, but you know, obviously within the culture that was not encouraged. Right. So I think that like, yes, I think that there was always an ideology that I was like over rebellious. Like maybe I was, Mm. maybe I was doing stuff. So it was just kind of like, people would always feel like, oh, I'm the influence. So on and so forth. I'm doing like, and I'd be like, no, I'm not doing anything or no, believe me when I'm saying this or you know what I'm saying? So I think I tried so hard to live up to an expectation that it almost like held me back. And sometimes I wish I'm like, oh, I should have just been what y'all thought I was. Yeah. What What's your definition of a good girl though? What kind of good girl would you say you were or you are? I followed all the rules. Like <laughs> I never did anything that I thought would give me in serious trouble. Fact. I used do you do you consider yourself a good girl? Do you think you're still a good girl? I think, you know, there's something that I actually had to work through in therapy. What I was telling my therapist okay. a couple of years when I was like seriously in therapy, I was telling her how I feel like I'm afraid to be the to live as an adult. Mm. That like I feel like still subconsciously 
I wait for everybody else's approval in whatever choice I want to make. Like, you know, I think for a minute I still try to, like, even if I'm going out with friends, I'm like, well, let me get my ass in the house by 1.30 because mm-hmm. my mom going to feel some type of way if I come in at 3. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that. When even if, even, even like, the fact that you live on your own and stuff, do you sometimes subconsciously feel that, like, I need to be home at a certain time? Now, now, I just feel like I'm older and just mm-hmm. life in general. Mm-hmm. So I feel like just subconsciously, like, I want to be home at a certain time, just being older. Okay. Um, but maybe, like, maybe when I live in Baltimore, right? Okay. I think, yeah. I think in Baltimore, because I was, like, really on my own. I re- I'll never forget New Year's Eve. So, me of and my, what year? What year was that? Was it 2017 or 18? Mm, we graduated school. I was back here by 2017, 2018. What do you mean? We graduated 2016. I, well, like, I mean, 2018, I was back. So, let's say 2017. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, it was like, it was one of those New Year's. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my family, we usually pray together to New Year's. <laughs> so, like, I could have, like, really just been outside. Because I was, like, in Baltimore. I wasn't even home. Mm -hmm. But I really still tried to find a way to be home, to call my family and be like, oh, I'm still part of the prayer. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, like, and everybody was just like, okay, bye. It was, like, literally, like, five seconds. I could have been, I could have went to parties. And walked out and, like, hey, happy new year, and go back in. It literally did that. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, oh, I was just trying so hard to be, like, to live up to an expectation. Uh You know what I'm saying? So, I definitely think there's there's a lot of moments I wish I could like reclaim, but I also like don't feel too old to reclaim certain things. So you like you don't regret being a good girl? Not fully. I think I had a phase where I did. What part of it did you regret? Because oh, you feel like you weren't being. Did you feel? Did you regret it because you didn't feel like you were being your true self? No, I regretted it because I felt judged by my peers. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, because I felt like. I wasn't having the experiences my peers were having. Girl, I keep on saying, I'm so glad I didn't really go to, I didn't do, do the younger school days or years Not in America. That, but college was Wave a Wave on college. College yeah. was really the more, because in high school, I didn't really feel like motherfuckers was doing whatever, but I thought that shit was for TV. I never in my life <laughs> did I think I was going to be, for real, I never ever in life thought I was going to be the one smoking in high school, going to parties, getting drunk. I yeah, that wasn't us. I knew that wasn't my ministry. Yeah. But in college... Um, I did feel like, oh, I'm not having experiences. You're judged for being a good girl. Yeah, I just like they like, feel like you were lame or something. Yeah, I just felt like um, I was invalidated. You know, it was just a lot of stuff mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, college. Mm-hmm. So I think then was really when I was feeling like, oh, I gotta find a way to have these experiences too. Mm. Um, but I just didn't know how to. They how were unnatural. To. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But now I'm like comfortable with like my fun. I'm, I'm like super comfortable now in this age, being like, I am not a club bitch. Right. I tried. I've been to the club. It's mm-hmm. not that I've never been. Yeah. But it's not my thing. Some people live for the club. Like, COVID taught me that people live for the club. Yes. There are people that this is their routine. Like, every Friday to Sunday. They outside. They outside. Male, female, whatever age. Like, this is what they yeah. do. Yeah. It's not for me. It's not fact. And that's one thing I say. Even if, despite the fact that I wish, oh, I sometimes wish that my cause life was different but my social life in that sense of going out i'm very much content satisfied yeah. i don't feel bad that because we we turn up but we're in the apartment and it was turn up that was nice turn out for us we was responsible we had the most fun most responsible yes turn-ups. it was like- and I, I mean yeah we did have some turn-ups i was just like okay you did a lot you know um but i'm also talking for my i'm talking for myself but it's just like 
it was like one out of how many, two out of how many. You no, know what I'm saying? I mean, I've definitely had some nights that it's like I won't repeat, but like. <laughs> right. That you won't repeat. You, that's the key right there. Like, it's not like it's an every weekend yeah. thing or every month thing. Like, we messed up and okay. we whatever. Like, it was um, still. And that's where the good girl you know comes what's hilarious? in. People really think I'm like a drinker. Maybe I am. Really? Some people. I mean. You know what it is? What? I'll tell the truth. I can drink. Wow, you're exposing yourself on here like that. No, I'll tell the truth. Wow. You know, I'll be vulnerable with our listeners. I'm grown now. I'm 29. <laughs> no, will I say that? She my said I'm a dose. Okay, keep it real, girl. Keep it no, 100. 100. But, um, not that I'm a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't backpack that bag, baby. No, you say you drink. No, I I drink and I can I can I can go if I really want to go. Like I can hold my liquor. I think I hold my liquor better than th- people would expect. Because mm-hmm. I think some people like maybe three shots in they out. No, you I'm definitely not, yeah. I'm not a three shots in I'm out girl. Like yeah. I can I can go and still be fun and still be whatever. Exactly. So I think that that shocks people. Like mm. oh like because because you know I'm so responsible I'm so mature in other ways. Yeah. I think when I decide to like party be fun it's like oh shit you're you're a fun person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but like I've I've literally learned. I think if anybody, all of our younger listeners, if there's any takeaway, just be comfortable in what makes you comfortable. Don't, cause I don't try to chase some of that. Let me do what other people do. It just it, makes you uncomfortable. It makes you uncomfortable. You un- you're not yourself. You even feel it. You know it. It's just it's not the type of things that I like. So that's that just really makes me think. Like really, just take the time to pour into who you are today. Absolutely. Um, next question. What's something that you are doing now that you never thought you would do? Hmm. What is something I'm doing now that I never, I never thought I would do? You go first, Erica. I think mine is obvious, is being a lactician. I never saw, like, I liked light hair but i also wasn't like the hair girl i wasn't the type to always have a different hairstyle to always do something to my hair heck, heck i fucking cut my hair like a, you know like i wasn't like i'm someone that's lazy with my hair you know what i'm saying like even having locks it's, i got it because it's convenient for me um and it's like i'm not the type to also retwist my hair often you know what i'm saying um so i think that is definitely something that i do that i'm like i never ever but in a way it is for me it's like I'm super passionate about it, which I'm happy about. But it's also like a means, it's part of my journey. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. this is not the end goal, if that makes right. sense. So mm-hmm. for me, I see being a loctician because it gives me the freedom that I need, the flexibility that I need as a journey, a pathway to, I guess, my career path, successful career path, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. And, I, and maybe careers. Right. With an S, because mm-hmm. now as an adult, even if you want to be successful, you have to multi- have multiple different, streams. Okay, so meaning is careers, you know. So being a lactation, you know, podcaster, you know what I'm saying, like you know, um, an actress that is all part of the journey, like it's together. Togetherness, absolutely. What about you? You know what? I'm gonna go there. I actually, I think, never thought I would be single like this. No, oh, I didn't think about that. Hmm. Not because not because I've just had an influx of men or whatever. Um, but I think for me, it's been like I'm okay, I'm always been a romantic. I think a mm-hmm. lot of my um my fantasy growing up has always involved me and my romantic life. 
you know, even in my adult, you know, just whatever I envisioned, I just envisioned it with me in my man. Um, mm-hmm. And I think to, excuse me, to be in a place today where I'm not only single, I'm like super duper single. Where it's like, I'm single in the stance where I don't have any prospects. I don't have any, like, no flirtations. Aww. Sorry if anybody thought well, it was you're that. you're making it's it not, sound like that. No, but it's not a sad it's thing. Good, I feel you. It, it's like, okay. and, you okay. know, and that's the thing. It's like, it's actually not a sad thing. It's a thing of finding myself and finding my own self-love. Because I think that... Um, so much of my younger self needed validation. Mm. Like I needed to feel like um the like I I was only worth it or I could love me based on how other people love me. Based on being somebody's girlfriend, based on being uh you know some people's good friend, but whatever whatever my situations were. Mm-hmm. I think that I didn't have um the confidence to stand on me. As a, as a young adult, as a child. And I think that, God, no, and it's just something, it's something that's very important. You can't go into a serious relationship not believing or loving yourself. Absolutely. It won't be healthy. It wouldn't be healthy. So I think it's something that, like, be it a phase I might not have, like, wanted to welcome, I think was a necessary phase for me to ultimately find the love that I've always dreamed of. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, how could I be really, you know what I mean? Otherwise, it would be like a controlling love. It'd be like a dependent love it'd be one of those like not healthy yeah so do you feel like you now love yourself the way you're supposed to love yourself i think i'm falling more in love with myself mm. you know i can't lie and be like Ooh, I'm but i think there's certain parts of me that i'm like i'm okay with that i can be better i can do better but i am okay here and it's a good okay yeah, I don't feel like complacent, like, oh, I'm settling, okay. Right, 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 I feel right. like, okay, you know, find value, find worth, find beauty in this here. Absolutely. I totally agree. And, you know, I think I'm also going through the same thing of just, like, falling more in love with myself and accepting myself, you know, because, you know, it's actually been a while since we had, like, a like a deep self-whatever, mm-hmm. you know, topic and it really, you know, me, as much as I really love my son, like, that's my word. I really, like, I really can't picture myself without him anymore. But the concept of being pregnant out of wedlock, you know what I mean? It was such a heavy thing for me that I had to really relearn. And re I am relearning how to, like, accept myself. Like, yeah. it's okay. You know what I'm saying? You're not yeah. a horrible person for not doing it. It doesn't mean you're not a good girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, damn, I'm a bad girl. <laughs> Like, damn, I have stepped out. Yes! I'm wayward. Like, I'm wayward, bitch. Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, But just like, no. Like, it's, 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 you know, finding love yourself is fully accepting yourself for who you are. Mm -hmm. Your flaws, the good, the bad, even whatever part of you that you have. It's like, it's part of me. It's me. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we're right. a work in progress. The goal is to always evolve and be better and whatever. And it's like, exactly. accept who you are in whatever stage that you're in. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And and that's just the important part about, like, I don't know, just kind of, like, refinding your path. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there's so many moments in life that knock you off your path. Mm. Like, you might have been on it. Yeah. originally mm-hmm. and then this happens and it knocks you off and then this happens and it makes you feel some way and then this happens and you walking slower than you should it's like 
it's really about like now refining our path. So like my next question is um, when you look at the relationships you have in your life today, would you think that they are meant to be in your life or do you think that you kind of stumbled into them? Hmm. <laughs> no, that's stumbled. <laughs> no, that's stumbled. Like, oh, okay. Did I misstep into it? Stumbled? Hmm. No. There's no stumbling. There's no stopping blocks in my mm. road in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I reject every stumbling block. <laughs> Oh, no, it's all meant to be because I'm not the type to have many friends. I don't mm. have many friends. Um, and I'm actually really okay with it. Mm. I don't like attention like that. <laughs> I like attention from whom I'm seeking attention from, mm. but I'm not someone to be like, hey, 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 look at me. Yeah. You know, I may have my moment where, like, maybe I want attention on me, you know, but the way I go about it would not be like like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um. So every relationship I have, there it's very special. It's mm. intimate. I have associates, and I think I'm also accepting the fact that it's okay to refer to some people as associates. Yeah, it's not insults. It's not. It's not saying oh you don't like them or whatever. But it's just like based on the type of relationship we have, it's on. It's a surface level, and, and that's okay. To friendship. It's levels. There's levels to friendship. So me as well, we know not to expect too much from a certain person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But every relationship I have, it was meant. To be, honestly, you know what I'm saying? Also, because I have an intimate um group circle. Do I have a circle? Anyway, whatever is our arc or a little. I don't know if it's enough to call a circle because I really don't have that many friends. Damn. Like, I, I, I know people, you know, but I don't yeah. be like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, It really is all meant to be. Because when I think about that foundation or how it started, it's like, it makes sense. I don't have anyone present in my life that, was, that I'm like, how did I even end up here? Mm-hmm. No. I mean, you may have moments in a relationship that you're like, how did we end up here? You know, whether it's your family, like, how did we get to this level? Or whether it's a friend, um, but it's not of a, how did we even, how do we have a relationship? It's not one of those. Exactly. You know? What about you? I personally feel like, how do I explain this? I feel like, a lot of the rela- I have a couple of relationships. I'm like, oh, this was destined to be mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, I mean, I think our friendship for sure was like perfect alignment. Um, yeah. Why you saying that? But um, and you know, some some relationships that I've been through. Um, one thing about me with the with the guys I deal with, I tend to know immediately. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna end up doing something with him. I don't know what it's gonna be, but we gonna we gonna connect. Like you say you tend your relationship with guys before it started. You know immediately that it's going. Y'all gonna connect. Y'all gonna what? Yeah, I know. Like, oh, it's gonna be something for us. Like it's up, but I don't know if it's gonna be like bad up, good. Oh, up, okay. But something is there. I always know that one. Um. But I think that I'm, like, now learning what the new thing that I'm learning is to release the obligation of friendship. Mm. Because I think that for the longest, I used to feel like I had to be such a good friend. Like, I be feeling like friend guilt, like goofy friend guilt. Mm -hmm. Like, for real. Like, people, I be feeling like people do not be giving me the same energy I give them. Mm. But for some weird reason, I be the one guilty feeling about it. And you know, they they don't feel the same way. Yeah, for example, you know how many birthdays I've had where people literally just don't show up? 
you know, you've been there for like my birthdays where it's literally like it ain't nobody but me and you. Like all the people I invited just did not show up. But these are the same people that want me to that like they will invite me to like baby showers, graduations, housewarmings, and I come and I come with a good gift. And I feel bad for not even having a good gift. When it's like, really, I didn't even have to show up if I didn't want to. So you know what I'm Mm. saying? So I've just now gotten to that place where it's like, it's okay. Yo, if I don't want to feel like it, it's a reason I don't feel obligated to be there. It's a reason I'm not like, yo, I got to go. Because for people that that show up for me, that I'm like, you know what, I feel, you know, I'm gang gang like that. So if I feel like, oh, I Mm -hmm. I have to support this person, it's because I feel like this person has supported me. Mm. So, and I'm trying to like learn to listen to that intuition more mm. instead of trying to force the, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like, you know, because for a minute, like, like you, I don't have a lot of super intimate friends. Mm-hmm. I think I'm social. So it's like I can go to different arenas and make good connections with people. Mm-hmm. And me and that person can reconnect whenever we see each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the longest, I used to feel like, oh, like, why don't I have like, your circle of my girlfriends mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i wanted yeah. that like yeah. living single life um but i've recently learned that it's like gee it's okay yeah it's it's not by force it's just gonna add more insults it's okay yeah like and it's actually it's a more peaceful life it is to be honest it is i mean like but you know of course when you see social media trends or you see other people social you know yeah. group of friends you're like damn i wish i have that because it is definitely nice to have like a a circle or like oh you have a core of friends yes. um but it doesn't mean you mean you mean it doesn't mean that you don't have core like a core friend group they may just be separate yeah you know see they may not be like oh we all know you shouldn't hang exactly. out but it'd be like Oh, my my girl in Baltimore and my girl in Chicago and my girl in LA, but you know, or in Cali, you, you're still close with that, you know. And then if you really want to have something, you know, to do to us to you know your friends to get together, then you can be like, okay, let me invite them all together, and okay. they're coming together for you. Does that make sense? And I've learned not to even mix friends, to be honest. Damn, that's complicated. Damn, friendship. Is you would thing. like to think that oh yeah, all my friends can be here for me, but. <laughs> Some of that shit do not mix. Sorry for, I mean, of course, I would say for your wedding, of course. I feel like certain birthdays, of course. Certain, you know, occasions, definitely. But for this wedding, say invite everybody. That are your friends. That you want to be there. Yeah, but what if everybody don't mix? That's what I'm saying. Then maybe you need to evaluate the kind of mixing of friends you have. That's what I'm saying. It's like some friends is like, boy, we was just going to be friends for this point in our life. It was never meant to go past this. Then they won't be there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Then they won't. Then they won't be there. I know it's like that's also part of like your destiny, your life, whatever. There are people who are going to be in your life for a season and yeah. for a reason, right? And then you learn eventually. Like, okay, I learned this. And the moment that they're in your life for it may have been like a good moment. Like, oh, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. Like, we were good friends. Or maybe it was good and it turned bad. But you know what? I learned from this. Everything has a purpose, and it's hard for us to accept like. There's a purpose to it. That's where our humanity comes in because mm-hmm. we're not God. That's me. I believe I'm not believe there's God that's in charge yes. of everything. Like we may have a plan. Mm-hmm. This is what I learned. You may plan something. You should, you can't plan every, every second. Like at 2 PM today, I'm doing this. Oh, I know what I'm doing in five months from now, two years from now, what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. Sure don't. And it's good to plan because it does kind of put you in order, put you in a straight line. You know what I'm saying? Helps you stay focused. 
but also keep your spirit flexible in the sense that you're not God. Yes. That there's a higher being that is in control of everything. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That your destiny, your fate, whatever has been created before you were born. He mm-hmm. knew you before you were born. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you may think that, oh, five years from now, I'm going to be this. I am going to be a big time director by this path or by this means. And it may happen two years from now. Or I it see may have myself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It may happen in a different path, in a different way, you know? And that's just part of our something like, it is what it is. Like, life is life. It's, it's a journey. Which is why, you know, you mentioned, like, some moments, you know, like, something may take you off your path. It doesn't mean it's taking you off your path. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It may just be a different... It's not... Life is just not a straight way. Yeah. It's not linear. It's like, it's left and right. Hard right. Soft left. Like, go back. Go back. Okay. Go back. Reverse. Bumper to bumper. Try okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is, like, different ways. And it's just, like, it's a lot. Yeah, Facts. Do you feel like you're proud of yourself? Can you say right now that you are in mm-hmm. right now, right now of your stage, you turning 29, what, next week? Can you say that, Dami, I'm proud of me? And be honest. What is that, you know? I'm proud of certain parts. Mm. You know, like. What part? I mean, I'm proud that I'm back in school. I'm proud that I have my own place, my own car. I'm proud that I'm pretty independent. Um, you know, but I'm not proud that I'm, you know, I haven't necessarily found that, like, click with someone or something. Sometimes I feel stalled in my adult life. I do be feeling stalled, like, oh, shit, I ain't gone to no phases of nothing, like, no like you know, this is a this is a part of adult life where like you could live in this same bubble, and if nothing shifts, you won't be able to advance with your friends. Explain more. Go deeper. Because, I get what you're like, saying, but go deeper. Because it's like I have a reality of my life that's like super linear right now, and a shift like having a husband or having a kid will completely shift my life and perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's something that a lot of my peers are going through one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So it's like at some point it will be like, if my life doesn't engage in one of those shifts, I will fall off. Like I will not be in the same worldview as my friends. Mm. So it, it does worry me in a little way. Not in like a, I'm not in the dire state of worry. Mm-hmm. But I think about you're it. Like you're concerned. I think about it. You know, I wouldn't even say concerned quite yet. But okay. I think about it. Okay. I think about it in like a, oh, at some point like, I have hmm. to be intentional or, um, you know, just like what it, what what would it even look like to actively try to be like considerate of your friends in that lifestyle? You know what I'm saying? Like to even like. You know, even though this is not your life, to like what would what would the shift in your life look like to accommodate the shift in their life? You get what I'm saying? So it's like and like those thoughts to a degree, but nothing like crazy. I mean, I think you could answer the question that you just asked. Yeah. Right now. Because I you know, how close you know, it's like that we're super close and we tend to do things the same way, but I have a child. Yeah. And that's a major shift in my life. Yeah. So what shift have you made? 
do you, you know, just answer the question that you just said. What shift is it that you made to kind of accommodate oh, think, the shift that they have? Or what, I think to, I try to be less dependent on you. Mm. That's something I def- that's a shift I made mm-hmm. for sure. Like, it's just some stuff that I'm like, oh, I want to call Erica immediately for this. But yeah. now, now I'm super considerate. Like, oh, no, I can't call her right now. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'll just turn on this when we get a chance to just. Mm-hmm, Whereas mm-hmm. maybe like two years ago, it don't matter if it's 2 a.m. Erica, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Right, right, right. Um, but it's time to be, I'm holding a baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like little stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm, makes sense. Absolutely, that makes sense. I'm trying to see. I'm, I'm proud of myself. I think the same too mm. of certain things you're proud of and the other things that like you're not proud of but she's like okay it's part of life it's just part of whatever mm. but another part of me is just like that's where acceptance also comes in like when you truly accept yourself in every moment and every journey that you're that you're in at the moment you know you could still be proud of it you know if you yeah. you could some you know you could be proud of it too exactly you know what I'm saying like if you accept like you know what this is part of my journey exactly then I don't have to be disappointed or not like this part you know exactly. if that makes sense um but I think yeah I'm definitely proud of the courage that I have regarding my career mm-hmm. then I could definitely say yeah like okay I'm proud that I took that step. I definitely am. I'm proud of the type of mom that I am as well, mm-hmm. too. I really can say that. I'm just like, yeah, like, yeah, like, I'm definitely proud of that. You know, that's it's definitely a moment, you know. Um, yeah, I think I'm proud of myself. Um, but, yeah, there definitely are certain things in my life that, like, I hope to be different, you know. Mm. More of, like, finances, quite frankly. Low-key, <laughs> Like, what's my pocket looking like? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you envision, like, at a certain age, like, I'll be this, at this level. You know what I'm saying? Financially or emotionally or mentally, whatever it is that, you know, it's like once you don't reach it or you're not there, you know, you may not, you not know, like you hate yourself, but it's just like, mm. you be like, damn, what I do that I didn't do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is it that I need to do to get there? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm trying to see what what is, and I, I think maybe similar, it may be, the concept of marriage, I always thought, like, by 25, I'll be married, G. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm 20, I'm just like, damn. How did, how did I? 28. Huh? Oh, because you said now that I'm 20. <laughs> Maybe I didn't say it loudly. Yeah, say it's proud. 28. <laughs> I'm 28. <laughs> but um, now. Yeah, you two are getting up there. I am old. Wow. Time is flying, quite frankly. It really is. But now that I'm 28, it's just like, how did I see that at 25? Uh. But even though it's kind of weird that I said at 25, I wouldn't be mad at it at the same time. Being married? Yeah. I, I think it's all about the partner. I wouldn't have wanted to be married. Even now, in hindsight, I wouldn't have wanted to be married. If I was married right now, I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, yes, now, but at 25. Yeah. But, I th- but I'm also thinking, like, for me to be mad at that stage, things would have to be different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, things... Overall, will have to be different. Exactly for for that to have worked out in that manner. Mm-hmm. You know, like my mindset. You know, maybe my emotional responsibility or my emotional maturity would be yeah. different too. You know what I'm saying? If that was to happen, but life. Well, I'm learning is that life is life, man. Like life is life. Yeah, I'm just trying to think now. It's like, honestly, could things have been different? Yeah. Do I really regret much? Like, truly regret? Mm. Like, true regret? Like, damn. Mm. 
You know what my biggest, I would say my only true regret is? Mm-hmm. That I did not keep going my YouTube channel. Mm. That's the one thing I'm like, damn, bitch, you should just kept going. Why you still why why are you still letting it to be a regret? It's only a regret because it's like I would be so much farther in what I'm already trying to do. Mm-hmm. Had I just kept going. Mm-hmm. Like I probably would have maneuvered certain things mm-hmm. better by now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. It's not like a, a super regret, like, oh my God, but are you, are you doing anything to change that? I have a podcast. Because to me, it's like, the regret is not necessarily like the YouTube part of it. Okay. The regret is like continuing on with something else I had already established in this realm. Okay, I get it. I thought maybe it was specifically that YouTube mm. part. Got it. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not even, I don't even necessarily know if I'll still be a YouTuber right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never know. If, if you had kept with it, you, you feel like you would have, Probably quit. No, I hope that I would probably be hoping to do other things. Like having brand, like I probably would be like an influencer mm-hmm. on social media, not necessarily keeping up with like the YouTube you videos. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's it's work. Yeah. The editing was so different back then too. Mm-hmm. Everything's yeah. different. Absolutely. Like the type of YouTube is now is different from back then. Mm-hmm. You know? Do I have any regrets? I don't think I have any I don't have any regrets. Regrets that I'm like Actually, I really don't. Yeah, maybe, of course, I wish I maybe went to a different college, too. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I think some parts of life is, like, you have no control. It's either because of your parents' decisions, you know what I'm saying, or, like, where you may have been placed. I I can't control that I was born in Nigeria. The fuck? I can't control that I'm Nigerian and it comes with certain things that's just, like, you know what I'm saying? I can't control that I had a type of family that I have that's beyond my means you know what I'm saying so it's just like all those things they do play a role with how your life is so what college would you have went to so I I remember in high in in my room in high school I had NYU poster on my wall mm-hmm. I definitely had I also had Bradley University I don't know what the fuck what attachment and to Bradley, Bradley Peoria yes I don't know what it was but it was just like oh it's a small private school and maybe because I, I don't know what the fuck it was but whatever uh, but I definitely had NYU. Let me even re- rewind. I had Brown University. Oh, Rhode you? Island. Because, you know, quite frankly, I'm originally from Rhode Island. No, no, originally from Nigeria. Quite, already. But America-wise, Rhode Island is mm. where, like, when I first came from Nigeria, it was Rhode Island. That, that's where I lived in. You get what I'm saying? Mm. That's where my, you know. Um, and that's a very good school, Brown University. Yeah, Brown is a, You know, so I'll it's Brown like- and NYU. But I just never applied because it was, like, Oh, it's out of state and mm. out of state fees, you know. So I just never, but I just never, you know. Um, I think it would have definitely been different. And you know what? If maybe if I, if I had went to um UIC as a freshman, me coming in, you know, as a transfer, yeah, as a transfer is definitely a different experience too, you know. But hey, I don't again. I, I don't have any major regrets where like I'm like, Mm-mm. I don't know. Do you accept where you are in life right now? Yeah. And what is it that you would do differently now having these conversations to definitely make you get where you want to be? I mean, I think I'm already on that path. I don't think that I'm, like, slacking. Okay. I think I am already on that path. It's just a matter of, like, enforcing it. Time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that I'm already, like, trying to, like, regain my steps. Absolutely. I think that's what we've got to give ourselves the grace. Like, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're, you know within your heart you're doing the work, mm. then it will happen over time. Like, 
it, it definitely would happen. You, you don't know. I mean, you may not know when it may happen. You may try to calculate something, but it would definitely happen. How about you? Yeah, same. What was the question? Hell no. Do you ask the question? <laughs> you said about me. I feel like I just answered the question right now. <laughs> but you said about me, so I'm like, wait, did I miss some part of the no, question? No, I mean, I guess in terms of like... um is there anything that you would like change? Like, is there anything that you after having this conversation? Y'all do different. That you would do. Just keep having faith. Okay. Um, if you don't believe in yourself, who else would? Uh, yeah, I think okay, that's what. RuPaul. <laughs> what I'm also okay. One major thing that I'm definitely learning is that you have to believe in yourself. Mm. You know, because. You know, even me going as an entrepreneur, there have been some conversations I've had where you know with different people where it's like. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What does your retirement look like? You know what I'm saying? Um, get a a, a a better nine to five job where you get more money than eventually quit because you have saved more money or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just different whatever. And it's just like, it doesn't mean they're wrong. Yeah. It doesn't mean they come from a negative place. But also, that's also part, that may also be their affairs mm-hmm. that I, de- I don't have. Right. Not that I didn't think of those things. But they're not my fears. I don't. Yeah, exactly. It's not like I think about retirement. It's not like I think about, oh, maybe getting different. But I don't have that fear. So just learning to not, like, adapt and have that make it my own. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Naturally, you have some type of fear. You know, but don't make other people's fears yours. Because it just makes it worse. It makes life much heavier. Of course. It makes it too heavier. So just believe in yourself and know you're doing in the, doing the work. The Bible says God helps those who help himself. Mm-hmm. You help yourself. You do what you're supposed to do. Come on, he went to me because you're not lazy. It's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm just like, girl, just believe. It's should be an entrepreneur. It's just, it's more of, it's like a hustle. It's a game. Like, okay, what's today going to look like? Is yeah. it going to be good or not? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um. So you definitely go through that up and down, but it's just like, it's going to be a good day. Even if financially it may not be the best day. Yeah. But it's still going to be a good day. It's something from that day that you learned. It's something from that day that will help me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That will make my tomorrow a better day. You know? So I'm definitely learning. Like, that's what I'm going to do differently. To make sure I'm doing my part of believing in myself. And not waiting for, like, someone to validate me, to agree with me, to say they see this for me. Yeah. Bitch, what do you see for yourself? What exactly. do you want for yourself? Because it's your life. You know, trying not to live for others, trying not to meet other expectations. Now, yes, of course, you want to impress your parents. You want to make, never impress, you want to make your parents proud. Right. That's what it is. You, you know what I'm saying? Proud. And it's like the proud, the pride comes at the end, at the results, mm. not in the journey. You know what I'm saying? If you're lucky, yeah, you may have parents who are proud of you from the head to toe. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of course, that happens. But that pride, it becomes, even within yourself, it comes at the end like, this is the results. I'm proud of the results. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the journey is like back and forth, whatever. Um, and your parents may not like the journey. Your friends may not like the journey. They may not understand the journey. But you know that's part of your journey. You believe the end result is going to be good. Keep going at it. Exactly. You know. So that's what I'm going to do different. Like, fuck whatever. Because I feel like I as well, I, in a way... A lot of ways I was waiting for maybe a certain person's validation or to hear, I want to hear you tell me that you're proud of me. Yeah. Girl, life goes on. They tell you or not. And it's like, well, when I'm happy, they'll be proud. Okay. Um, listen, everyone lives their life. You live your own life. You live your life the way you want. So why are you not coming and putting pressure on my own life? Exactly. Uh-uh. Exactly. Absolutely not. 
Right, Erica, that was a great topic. I know, right? That was pretty deep. It really, really was. We hope y'all enjoyed it and y'all were able to reflect on some things, too. Take a time to answer those same questions about yourself. Mm-hmm. I think this is really good just to have that like moment of self reflection. So it's going and to just, the end of the year, absolutely. Yeah, just that to time. check in, especially as I'm like in my last year of my twenties. It sounds crazy to say. So let me ask you this: because the title of the the t- title of this topic is chasing your destiny. Yes. Are you chasing your destiny? I feel like my destiny is already written. Amen to that. Now, that's how it goes. No, for real. No, but for real. It's certain things that it's, it's written, G. Yeah, it's like that. And that, that was kind of also the point of this episode, too. It's like, when you really think about it, everything was already going to be what it was going to be. Mm. Like, a lot of things might have come and, and knocked you off of that or distracted you or, you know, confused you. But really, a lot of those building blocks for who you were going to be were in you. From who you first were. Which is very important to know yourself. Yeah. That's why, like, you know yourself, then you know your destiny. Honestly, working with children, it's like, the thing with working with kids is that you see who they are already. They just don't know who they are. Yeah. They just don't know it. For me being an adult and seeing how certain things. What are certain things that you, your current students that you say you see? Like, you see, like, this person, she's going to be this, he's going to be that. Like, what are certain things that you can say? Like you see that they're like, you know, oh, they're gonna be like an overachiever forever. Like they're always gonna strive for the best. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be the kid that applies to all the Ivy Leagues. Mm-hmm. And then you see some kids where it's like, no matter how hard they try in school, it's not for them. Dang. Like they don't. It's not what they want to do. Mm. Like they are going to reject it. Not because they're stupid. They just don't want to be in school. Wow. You, they're really having their students. And then I have some students that's like, yeah, she fast. She's going to rely on men. She's going to rely on her luck. She's even gonna, at a very, you said even, second grade, what, seven I years old? second grade. Some of my kids six this year. And it's like, there's certain things. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not a soothsayer. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens to these kids, you know, kids find, as we said, things happen. They get knocked off that course. But you see some children, you know what's in them already. I, I, I agree because I think my main experience with young kids was in high school and with uh what's that class is it home economics no then i remember that the child care. child development child class uh, it was child development class and then we were like the assistant teachers for the actual the daycare. preschool yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah preschool and then three four-year-olds i could tell like ah, this one's a bad child yeah at three four i'm like ah, three and four like yeah. and tell like why are you so stubborn like mm-hmm. this and then you go, so I'm like, oh, she's so sassy. It comes uh-huh. so natural. Or she's just so, oh, he's she just mature. this. Yeah, mature. Uh-huh. Or he's so sweet, so kind, so gentle. You know what I'm saying? Even my son, I'm like, ah, I can see your own personality already. You start yeah. things you could see, like, you're going to be, I can tell he's going to be social. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can tell, like, he's a social kid. He wouldn't have a problem being in different environments. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? I can tell that he's going to, if he doesn't like something, he will say it. Yeah, he's outspoken in that manner. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's up to me to input certain things to kind of make refine to him and them. train yeah. him. But it's certain things you can tell like that becomes natural. It, yeah. Whether it's the good and bad, and you have to know as a parent how to direct that too. Yeah, because you know? I think that when I was a kid, my family would always tell me, 
damn, you the smartest. You're the one. You're the one. And I, it would just be, to me, it became pressure. I didn't mm. know what the hell they were talking about. Because I was so young. I like, what they talking about? Like, so it's only me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I be thinking, me alone. But now, as an adult, I see what they meant. Because as a kid, I can just see how all of those traits I had as a child were so, like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you are. You a bright kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so now I'm like, okay, I get it, because kids be slow. Damn. Some kids be slow, G. Sorry to say. Really? You be like, damn, they just naturally slow. Yeah. And not that they have, like, any... They just slow. I'm just in a slow place. It's just like... Ah. Slow, like, it takes them longer to understand. Slow, like, you not gonna understand. That's a curse. It's not a curse. It's just that, like, this not for you, G. Like, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people, too. And unfortunately, you know I work in Ingle. Y'all know I work in the hood. So it's like, unfortunately, there's a lot of students who, like, they don't come from those type of families that maybe value education or... Well, at least assist support. Yeah, like, I think their idea of being a good and supportive parent in education is, like, I talk to their teacher. I'll get things for the class. I care. I do their home. You know, they get their homework turned in. But a lot of parents don't understand, like, that. Like, teaching and learning is not really us. It's you. It's, like, it's it's you caring about exposing your kids to letters, talking to them, you know, reading with them, making, you know, even even little things, and people don't be paying attention, even little things like making sure your child is not picking up on your Ebonics mm. is very important. Like, obviously, people, obviously, at a certain point, your child is going to speak like the environment that they're in. Absolutely. But it is your responsibility in those early years to make sure that their first introduction to language is in Ebonics. It's like proper. like you're correcting them. When they say I'm funny, you say no, I'm going to. Absolutely. Because that's gonna be those are the foundation blocks that they have it, of uh, understanding that, the English language. Absolutely. Because there was a kid I was watching on social media and and I think he is probably like eight years old. Eight at most. Eight at most. Eight at most. And he was holding his baby cousin and he was like, You good? You good? Then he was like, That's how you finna do me? Because baby was falling asleep. So he's oh. like, oh, so you gonna do me like that? And people think that shit is so cute. I'm like, why is this one sounding grown like that? People be thinking that shit is so cute to have when they kids sound grown. And I'm and like, I'm that like, shit is not you, cute. You should be saying, oh, you you falling asleep on me? Are you okay? Are you okay? Which one is you good? I'm t- I swear to God, I, just, I don't know why I didn't send it to you because I was thinking of sending it to Girl, you. Because that's how these kids talk. And I'm just like... What the what? what do you, I, I hate when kids sound grown. I don't like or, it. Or, you know, I told you I have some students that are like, um, you know, they're on the spectrum of sexual fluidity. Ah! Oh, you okay, always sorry, be sounding every time. And I tell you every year I have kids <laughs> that are like homosexual and shit. And you I, I mean, I mean, to be shocked. Every time. I'm like, sex, I just say. I wish, girl. Because I I'm, I, maybe yeah. because I'm just also like learning sexual fluidity. I'm just yeah. like, ah, I, I six, seven years of people learning it. I wish but, you could see these children because then you would know. Girl, I, I couldn't listen. That is in you. You know, I'd be thinking, you know, I now watch Abba Elementary. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I was, I liked it. I was just like, ah, but it actually Because they weren't scary. You only like scary shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But I'm just like, ah, if I was a teacher, I won't last more than one year. 
You went last more than a month, baby. The Girl, kids I, will irritate you. I was just like, what is this? Them Maybe three months at most. Them kids will irritate you. They, it never just the kids, but the whole aspect. The whole everything. I'm like, the whole everything. I, I can't do it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a it's lot. It's a lot to be a teacher. I'm, even when they're around me, I'm just like, what is it? <laughs> but go ahead. I'm listening, though. Girl, yeah, like, no. That, that's one thing. It's just like, psychology has helped me in that, too. Because it's mm. just. I, I see the major came in here. Yeah. It's about like, how people talk about psychology, this, psychology, that. Yeah, no, it's just like, people. I see children. Of course, I see the, the innocence. I see them as children. Absolutely. But I also see them as individuals. Absolutely. And that's where a lot of people like. People just see them as kids. Like, you're not even old enough to understand the world, so you're not conceptualizing the world. Well, they understand something. They understand everything. Mm. It's not something. They understand everything. They might not have the depth of understanding. And experience. But they are, Like, even, you know, my, the... They classmates that I say the sexually fluid. They know. What okay, what do you mean by sexually fluid? They gay. I just don't want to say it. They oh. homosexuals. Oh, really? Yeah. The thing is that they're homosexuals in their behavior and the things that they attract already. Like they already like outside of like just the attraction, like you can tell they align with gender that is not the gender they're they assigned. assigned. Okay. So it's like you know, you can just see. Like, Do you feel like they know it or they don't know it yet, or oh, they, they deny it? it. Oh, okay. one of oh, one of my babies, he know it. Mm. He's so damn that sad. he's also he's attracted to guys. I think that what, the minute he becomes attracted in just attraction sense, mm-hmm. he will know that he's attracted. But I think he already kind of knows because even his relationship with the girls, he knows that like the girlfriends, like that's my girl. He know that it's Kiki. We girlfriends, right? 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 Yeah. Right, 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 like right. what was he saying the other day? <laughs> He be cracking me up because it still be second grade uh-huh. speech. He was reading one of his classmates. I'm not reading. That. No, he was reading. I was looking like, baby, it's Real Housewives over there. He was reading one of his classmates, and then he talks about it's the handwriting for me. No fucking way. This is a seven year old. It's the handwriting for me. Now that is some deep shit because it's like you really saw the handwriting. You like this is some shitty ass <laughs> handwriting. No way. He be killing me because he, the thing is that he need to learn how to, what I'm trying to teach him now is how to be still appropriate. Not like it's stifling. It's like you being rude. It's like you just being rude. And, and it's not even you. And that's a different sassy. conversation. It's that's like, a different conversation. It's like, uh, okay, you could queen. have sass, but you, yeah. I be talking like, okay, queen, but still. Take me down. Still. You yeah, exactly. Talk to me. I'm still your teacher. Exactly. Exactly. But he's very sassy. Very, very sad. Like, he, it'd be some stuff I'd be telling him. I told him, come here the other day. He said, I'm good. Ooh. Not with the movement. Yes, with the... With the, with the mm, neck, with the shoulders. Baby, he gonna... And when he read... I'm trying, I was listening to him read his classmate. Talking about something. You talking all of that, but can you read, though? Oh! I be hearing you stutter. Tell me he better be smart now. Oh, he's very smart. Okay. He, he's uh, a, okay. Vocabulary out the ass. Okay. Very smart. It's matching. Okay. So his be, reads... Be, okay. He, he read it, them it, down. It's facts. <laughs> It's a read down. I'm like, damn. Uh, okay. I like that because I got my evidence right here because I got my credentials right here. But I also have girls that are very like, like they, 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 they do. about it. They about, they do. Oh. They like. Dudes. Like, really? Like. Rough. At seven years old. Yeah. Six. Hi. Six. Jesus. Hi. Okay now. So it's like, yeah, I'm telling I be telling people all the time, like kids be knowing. They do. Kids be knowing. Zaya. Zaya knew it's five, six years old what Zaya was going to be. 
Oh, I'm like, who's Zaya? <laughs> I'm like, you say your student's name now? No. Oh, okay. Zaya Wade. You know what I'm... Zaya Wade. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna say this. He's... I know she's a, she's a she now, but I'm gonna say he's actually a very pretty girl. Zaya Benz... What and I'm, I'm just... When that picture, recent picture, I'm just like, I see it. What I love about Zaya... First of all, I think Zaya is a perfect example of people... People... People love labeling when it's in jest, but when it becomes a reclaiming, they hate it. When Zion was eight and nine and was posting pictures as Zion mm-hmm. with Dwayne, the comments would always be like, ooh, Dwayne's son looking zesty. Absolutely. Dwayne, so people was quick to label yeah. him when he was eight and nine. But the minute that she came out and said, I'm who I am, uh-huh. people was, she too young to know that. Yeah. You know that? But they weren't too young for y'all to say that. Like, Damn, you knew that's it. That's a good point. Like, you knew it. But so now, why do you think they wouldn't know so it themselves? Because it's know. them. Exactly. That's very true. Because like, I was all, they zesty. She's zesty. Like, all of that. You can, you know what I'm saying? The same way all of us can tell, they can tell. They can tell. Like, I don't know why people be thinking it's like some rocket science. They, wow. That's interesting, G. Wow, wow, wow. That's something. I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to the stage of just like, I'm like, wow. Some things that my mind be like, yeah, because when we were growing up, everything was so, it was so coverted. It was so conservative. Yeah, everything was like, even though we were in like the 90s, yeah. and it was supposed to be this awakening, it was still a conservative. And I think also it. just being Nigerians too, it's just, yeah. and I think that's my major, I don't want to, I don't know if I call it roadblock per se, well, whatever, but that's my major thing, I'm just like, I'm, I think naturally I'm someone who is like, be who you are. Yeah. Be open, whatever. So I'm not a judgmental person. You know what I'm saying? So if you want to be whatever, fluidity, sexuality, mm-hmm, that's up to you, you know? But besides the fact that I'm naturally like that in the sense of accepting who they are, but my culture, my cultural part of me makes me also, makes me feel like, oh, wow. Oh. Like, oh, people can't be this. And it's like, oh, I, I, I don't know if I, I'm okay with not understanding it. Mm-hmm. I I don't stress that I don't understand it. That's funny. I've been an ally since like fifth grade. I know you have, but certain things I'm like, I don't get it. I know. That's why I'm like, wow, it's so crazy. Like, I don't, kids, I don't understand really, it. Because I feel, I remember being in fifth grade. I like, didn't grow up in any environment like that. Sin, isn't it? I'd be like, how is it more of a sin than you having premarital sex? It, for me, my end, it wasn't even a it wasn't even a topic of conversation. <laughs> it wasn't. Who is thinking about somebody's yeah. gay, somebody's whatever? It's not even, if so, it was just like, mm, whatever. You know, it was, it was like, it wasn't put, no. My mom, I remember my mom, she went to an all-girls school and she did mention, this is my mom, auntie, somebody did mention, like, you know, of even all-girls all school, girls like, girls will fight over each other, like, oh, that's my person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And whatever, but after all, they all, yes, they all got married to husbands. You know what I'm saying? they had to. You, exactly. Like, it was just not a topic of, like, whatever. You know, it was just... So even when I went to high school, even primary school, it wasn't of a, I didn't have any experience or knowledge of knowing any classmates. You know what we did though? We did. We had a special. He looky was no. He Heike was a special ed student. Mm. Special ed, special ed that like you you were slow. Yeah. Slow as in special ed slow. You know mm. what I'm saying? Even facially special ed. And he had a best friend. I don't want to mention it, but they had a best friend that he was who was always with him. He was you know not he was not special ed. But they were super close. 
And people did say, like, they saw them maybe hopping each other, like, oh, blah, 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 it's gay. And, oh, they be, you know, back then the F word was, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, yeah. safe. You know, it was like, whatever. And I never saw them do anything, but there's that, like, motion, like, oh, they, maybe they hump each other or whatever. But we didn't think too, too, too much about it. Because it's like, okay, I guess they gay, but eh. Mm. They ain't finna be gay, gay, gay. See, and you does know that make sense? You know, like we funny. don't see them acting gay, gay, gay in public. My Nigerian heritage always intersected in a very awkward way because there's like, there's also some things that's like that do not make me gay. Like, uh huh. In you know, in American culture, everything if like you weren't that's act- how I felt when I came. Yeah, here. if you weren't like actively having sex, then you were automatically deemed uh-huh. as gay, damn near. So I remember having like a lot of female friends, uh huh, and they deemed me gay because I wasn't like trying to mess with dudes in seventh American grade. American friends, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just was like, oh, she lesbian. Because I wasn't like, I wasn't chasing a, a yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like six, in sixth grade, seventh grade, like I had my crushes, but to me they were still reserved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. still like keeping it's my diary. Crush, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to J down like they was trying to J Right, down. right, right, right. Like they was trying to. I said you engage. Yes. It's the whole aspect of sexuality that it's not even about gay or whatever. It's the whole aspect of sexuality in, in America. America. It's so yes. different. It really is. Because not that it doesn't exist in other countries. Obviously, motherfuckers be horny, be horny. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's so welcomed. I mean, when I first came, because I came at 13, they're like, you never kissed a boy. And I'm like, is it a scene? <laughs> Am I behind? No, it's... Be- but that's oh my it. gosh, you never kissed a boy. It's like a... It's a shock. It's like, it's a... I'm like... Yeah, yeah. Am I missing out? And you know, I went to school I'm not here. Missing out. Like, I remember being in third grade. People were talking about me. Yeah, third the grade. other day, yes, I used to hang with fifth graders too. I, one thing about me, I always hung up with older people. They used to talk about some. Yeah, he stuck his key in the ignition. Go get me. No, fuck me, my bitch. <laughs> not, not the, not the key in the. Because that's when um, okay. ignition remix just came out. So. I'm giving some Chicago history. That's when Nick. How old is thirty grade? Nine, ten. Nine, ten. Hi. So like, yeah, I was about nine, ten, and you know this is before I actually skipped the grade. I skipped after third grade. So I used to hang out with some fifth graders. You know, we used to walk home together. I was a lot latchkey kid, so I used to walk home with all the older kids. And that's what I didn't know what they was talking about. They always say, "Yeah, they stuck the key in the ignition." He stuck the key in her ignition. I'm telling you, God did it connect? God forbid. It did At the age of nine. Because it didn't connect for me. It wasn't just maybe. But it connect for other kids. Hell yeah, they knew what they were talking. They called. And you remember, you remember verbatim that they said key and ignition. Are, yes. you, are you exaggerating? Yes, because that's when motherfuckers were talking about, yeah, he gave me that beep, beep. I swear, gee. Motherfuckers was wild. We was wild as children. I just didn't engage. But like. Yeah, they was, like, really talking like that. And I, it wasn't until one of my friends put me on. She was like, girl, they talking about doing the nasty. I was like, hey. Because, <laughs> again, again, people think that, like, third, because that's third grade. You would not think third graders know about sex. But third so what age, would, as a teacher, would you say is that, because I have a son, you know how boys are, too. Yeah. So what age would you say is the best to start introducing sex? Talk about sex. And at what level? Because I know sex is gonna always going to be an ongoing conversation. And it changes, right? Yeah. But it's just like, when is the first time to talk about sex? And what does that conversation look like? So I would say by mid-year of second grade, so maybe like spring. So seven years old. Around seven, eight. Okay. Um, Start talking about the body. Because it's not too late to talk about the body. 
No, not really. Because so when think, you say body, like know your body parts are called. No, like knowing your body, what everything it does? urges okay. what it does. Like literally, like feelings. Like oh, sometimes you may feel like you know, or like crushes. You know, having attractions, mm-hmm. things like that, because. They starting to like pair off. Like these kids be talking about dating each other. Oh, I have a crush. I find that's out. All, you know, you say it's each other out. No dating. Oh, I'm sorry, my that's ears. The, <laughs> that's the eighth, sixth, and seventh, and eighth grade. They talk about eat each other out. They do that. How old is this? She's great. Six is twelve. I can't by, imagine. By twelve, kids is exploring exploring sexually. So that's what I'm saying. <sighs> by by like eight. Start talking to them about what it means to respect bodies, what it means to control your like consent, body, consensual. consent, consent. Um, yeah. you know, because I I find notes all the time. Oh, I got a crush on him. I like somebody to be my boyfriend. You know that. And I remember even me being in second grade. I remember. Wow. I remember my first crush, Andrew. <laughs> Not Andrew, the name now. I remember my first crush in kindergarten, Jabari. That's how I knew I was. I straight. really can't tell you who my first crush was. My first crush in Portugal, his name was Jonah. It was his white boy. That was when I was f- like four. You know what? So I remember that. My first crush. Damn. They never had to worry about if I liked or something. I've been liking boys early. <laughs> early in life, I had crushes. Damn. Go ahead, girl. Yeah, like since I was like, I remember even like telling my brothers when I was in Portugal, it was funny. They was laughing at me, like I was like four. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I was we were watching soccer and I was rooting for the team because you know I went to international school. I was rooting for the team of where he was from. Mm. So actually, one of my classmates, his father was the German goalkeeper. So it was like we was watching the game and his daddy was goalkeeper. So I was like, oh, look at so and so. I forgot that boy's name because I didn't like him. Not like romantically <laughs> so yeah it was so-and-so daddy so i was like oh yeah mm-hmm. jonah i'm rooting for them because they all look like jonah it was the white team mm-hmm. so my brothers was like oh see your face ah. okay i remember who i i remember i did i remember the boy i liked now What's i remember saw me what saw me saw me yeah saw me damn he was my auntie's friend's nephew damn we went to the same he came from london Okay. So he also went to the same. They took him to the same high school. I went so you've been like four. in foreign. <laughs> I guess the fuck. But he was your about But um, yeah, he went to the because I went to like a posh high school in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Like no, not high school, primary school. Mm-hmm. So he went there. So they used to pick us up together. Sometimes his auntie would pick us up. My auntie would pick us up. Spent night each other. And my auntie actually reminded me recently. She was like, "Remember when you were like, um, auntie, Sammy has a girlfriend." <laughs> That is and she said I was so sad and mad. I'm like, damn. It was, I'm not gonna lie. Today I still look him up on social media. Like, damn. I've not found him. I've not seen him since I was like, wow. I don't know. Before I went to high school, this and I went to high school in 10, 11. No, I don't love him. But you know, you're just curious. Like, no, what is he you. doing? I have no feelings towards him, but I want to no, know, know what mean. he looked like. Maybe the feelings will come back. I, I don't know. I know where he, all my crushes are. So. I have no idea. Gee, since I was like, I think eleven was the last time I saw him. G. I promise you, G. But we were friends. Like we said, well, we were, he was tall. He was chubby. I remember his cute little face. I'm like, what the fuck? He probably got hella kids. Probably married. Probably not. Probably fucked up. Who knows? Probably rich. Probably doing well. Right. I have no idea. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. 
How many minutes are we? Wow, let's. Bitch. We have like, like an we, hour we, and we, half. we can discuss this privately the rest of the conversation. Okay, <laughs> let's get into one of our favorite segments. Analodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Olodo Rabata, goofass. Yes, so this Olodo of the week is Nuri Martinez. So Nuri Martinez is a Los Angeles City Council member. And she got caught lacking, y'all. She got Mm. caught lacking. In a leaked audio revealed by another councilman, Kevin uh, De Leon, you hear her making racist comments about a other council member's son, basically calling that baby a monkey. Mm. I actually have the audio right now, if we want to take a little listen. other council who wanted to join Herb on the flow because he used to do a whole first night. Bonnie would be like, hey, Nuri, are you going to the MLK? Well, Herb invited me. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Okay, I'm bringing whatever the kid's name is. I'm like, it's like the oddest thing. It's like black and brown on this float. And then there's this, this white guy with this little black kid who's misbehaved. Este niño has no... He's... They're not doing... As, yeah, no, they're not doing... The kid is bouncing off the effing walls on the floor, practically tipping it over. There's nothing you can do to control him. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm over here trying to parent this kid. I'm like, you can't do that. I said, no. And Mike is like, you know, I'm like, it's me and Karen Bass on the floor trying to check this little kid. So, yeah, in the rest so she of she said the, the monkey part in, in Spanish? Yes. Okay. So, yo. Let me ask this. Do you feel like she said monkey because of the fact the child was jumping up and down or monkey because the child was black or monkey I, because of both? I think probably she mostly said it because the child was jumping up and down. But I think that her intolerance of the child is because the child was black. Mm, facts because i think that the child from what i was hearing was displaying young childlike behavior especially being on the parade floor a five six seven year old yeah Yeah. especially being on the floor that's very exciting it's very shit my big ass at my big age i'm gonna be jumping up and down going up and down on the floor Mm. so i can only imagine a child so i think the intolerance came from the child being black um, but monkey, the actual description of monkey was probably because the child was literally jumping up and down. And that maybe may have come closer because child was also black too. Yeah. Mm. And you know, again, y'all. I mean, she resigned, right? She in had to resign because it's just kind of like what this tells you. This is the thing about officials, which is also a subtle reminder. Everybody, please make sure you're voting. Voting day is November 8th. That is the last day to vote. But a lot of places have already started preliminary voting. Just wanted to throw that out there um, because this is very important for you guys to vote in these midterms because this is really what matters. Mm-hmm. These are the people that affect our day to day. These are the people that are making laws on things like our living, working wage. Absolutely. Our taxes, mm-hmm. the things that like literally affect us every day in our day to day. Yeah. These are the people. And these are also the people who have biases against us, is what as we are seeing. Biases and internal 
thoughts about what it means to be an African American, mm-hmm. uh, what it means to be Latina, what it means to be white. All of these things are constantly existing in these politicians' heads. Mm-hmm. Um, for her to get caught lacking like this, getting recorded, talking about somebody else's she child. She was too comfortable. Talking about a child, too. It was talking about, you know, it's somebody else's child. It was just too Discuss much. that at home. Okay. If it was that deep. Discuss that. Discuss Let that be pillow talk. Pillow okay. talk. You know what I'm saying? Where if, it's if not going to leave. If you this close with this person, that's mm-hmm. something that you could have talked about outside of the space you were at. Absolutely. So, you know, for that um, ignorance and negligence, you get a load of the week. Absolutely. All right. The next segment is the care for the culture. Um, the care for the culture is going to be Nigerian robotics engineer, Bolariwa Kemisola. Um, she has developed a bra that can detect breast cancer. Can you want thing? Sorry, sorry. That was my fault. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the new device can help in the fight against breast cancer in Nigeria, where an estimated 17,000 women die of the disease every year. The smart bra contains a total of 14 sensors connected to a USB outlet with um, cables. The system also includes a phone application where the procedure can be can be followed. The new device also helps to raise awareness about breast cancer. Um, the Nigerian scientist stated that she devoted devoted herself to finding solutions to breast cancer on the day her aunt died. That's so sad. Um, and she basically said that the um, the first working prototype was ready by February of 2021. It's crazy that we don't really hear so much about this because I've not seen this on CNN or in American health media at all. Probably because it's the prototype. But, prototype, yeah. Um, I just do think that, like, the the news and everything is so concentrated. It's just so, like, there's social media news. There's news on the TV. There's newspapers. There's just, like, news everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're picking up or where they get their sources from or mm-hmm. where they get their stories from. I just be feeling like everything is so, like, concentrated. Like, you need people like us who are finding out the stories like this. Absolutely, because this, this, I found this out on AfricanNews.com. Um, so if anyone's interested, you could look more into it. But it's on AfricanNews.com. But I think overall, this is something great. The fact that it's, it's even a prototype type that's out yeah. the fact that an, a, a black african nigerian woman was able to say hey you know because a lot of black people get cancer you know we don't talk about it but we do it's a lot like you know before it's like, oh, cancer is a white person's disease mm. but it's so much really high in the black yeah. community black um um breast cancer colon cancer prostate cancer especially africans too just to make it more i think that african people be feeling like some of these diseases are unique to African Americans, like within America, as if we're mm-hmm. not like our blood can't get it, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, and things mm-hmm. like cancer is just like we ignore or we don't yeah. talk about within our community. I feel like as much as we as Africans, we travel because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I'm definitely one of those African that do believe cancer is more of a Western disease, mm-hmm. but now it's part of the African community, right? Yeah. Because we so we intermingle with each other so much, we travel so much, you eat in the food of whatever land you're in, you're breathing the air of whatever you're in, whether it's the pop, um, pollution of the air, yeah. whatever, you're in it too. So now, you, as an African, you experience it, and you go yeah. back to Nigeria, you go back to Ghana, whatever, 
you're taking it back there too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So now it's not just a Western or it's not mm-hmm. just a certain type of, you know, group of people disease. It becomes a global disease where everyone can get it. Yeah. Um. So I think it's amazing that, you know, she was able to be like, okay, you know what? How can we help solve this thing? Because early detection is the key. You know, if you detect it earlier, then the higher chance that you can survive it too. It is. So I think this really gives her um, care for the culture. You all, this has been an amazing episode. I have really, truly enjoyed speaking with y'all, chopping it up with y'all, doing all of these amazing things. Erica? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is, you know, it's been a while since we had like a personal topic and not just hot topics. So it's definitely nice to be vulnerable and to talk about something deep. And I'm hoping that we had a positive impact on individuals. Especially since we're getting close to the end of the year, that's when we tend to like self-reflect and like, how was my year? What did I achieve? And all that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's definitely great. I do have a quote of the day. Just to end the the conversation with. And it says, um, it might take a year. It might take a day. But what's meant to be will always find its way. Amen to that. All right. So work hard, people. Be positive. Believe in yourself. Don't give up. Okay. And this is Cross Culture. Somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes me comfortable to a donkey. Oh, Lord, Hey, it is Eric Mona. It's Dario, and this is Cross Culture. You know how we like to start.